hey, if you want to ride waves, if you want to surf, if you want to go scuba diving one day, swim and snorkel around a reef, you need to start taking these baby steps. So I started surrounding myself. I, I was open with my fear with a friend and said, hey, man, I'm terrified of this. You're obviously not. What are the facts? And here's the thing. If you ask a surfer why they're surfing, they will tell you the facts. In fact, they're probably more qualified to tell you the facts of sharks than you are if you're afraid because they're out there day in and day out. There's risks and everything, but if you want to live a life where you're you're snorkeling and you know, at least to experience it, some some in your you know at some point in your life, ask those people what they do, what their mindset is like, and be willing to take some steps with them, even if it's the smallest thing. But I do believe if you bring that up in prayer as well, like say, God, please help me. I want to have freedom. The goal is not to be fearless. The goal is to have freedom to do what you want to do and to know that that can help unlock other people from other things. Here's the thing. If you're afraid of sharks and your kid fell in the water, you wouldn't even think twice about it. You would just go in there and grab them out because there's that love. It just conquers fear. I think perfect love casts out all fear, man. But when it's for yourself, when it's inside yourself, you start to second guess it. You're emotionally attached to limiting beliefs and all sorts of things. I would just say, get outside yourself, start asking people who have a different mindset than you and trust that what they're doing as long as they're qualified to to give you advice in that area, start listening to them and see what they have to say. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Flow Over Fear. I'm so glad and so pumped you're here today because we have an amazing guest and When you think about rising above fear, nobody epitomizes that more than the guest I have today. Justin Mena is an America Ninja Warrior athlete who was on that series. Uh, He's a TV host. He's an actor. He's a fitness model and a licensed massage therapist. And he's now on a mission to help people overcome their fears and not just not and and live a competent a, a, not live a complacent life anymore. Easy for me to say. He does this through hosting his new show, The Fear Hunter Show, and uh, through various community outreaches that remind people that they are loved and valued. I'm so stoked to have you here, dude. This is going to be a great conversation. Thanks for being here, man. Oh man, well, hey, thank you for the intro. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty darn accurate, man. I just want to be able to. Uh, go through my life, making people feel loved and valued. And at the end of the day, look, I, we should not be limited by the fears that we have in front of us. And if we need help with them, I mean, that's why we're both here. We've got that mission to help people, you know, conquer that fear, and not be limited by it. And we really do believe that you're going to get some nuggets on this podcast that you can start applying today. Definitely. Well, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here because when we connected, that's what we connected on the fact that we kind of we have the same viewpoint, the same view on fear. And you know, I know from from your background, you've you had some, you had, you know, you faced your fears, not only faced them but embraced them, and started to live your best life. You know, eventually appearing on the American American Ninja Warrior show. You know, be, now becoming a public speaker and a host and all of this kind of stuff that scares people a lot. Can we kind of go backwards? I want to talk a little bit about your, you know, 
when, how you came up when you were a kid, like how did, how did fear show up in your life when you were a kid? Um, it showed up because it was everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you, you grow up and you naturally compare yourself to other people that are doing great things. Um, you know, it's just when you start to travel more and you start to surround yourself with people who you've never seen before, you're, you're kind of quiet. Like, who is this person? Is they, are they safe? Are they not? I'll never forget meeting somebody when I was uh, younger in my teens, early teens, who just seemed to have no fear in life, just going out there, just jumping in the water, swimming way out. They have no fear of sharks. They're talking to people. They're, they, they've like never met a stranger. And I'm like, how do you live this bigger than life life? You know? And, and, um, and I just realized that this person just knew who they were like in their core, their identity. And at the end of the day, you know, it's not that you should fear people pleasing, but don't be so affected by their opinions because they're going to, it's going to change all the time. And that's easier said than done. But I, I, I truly found that this person produced good fruit in an area that I wanted to be able to emulate. And I had to be willing to walk alongside this person and find out why are they doing things the way they're doing it? And how did they get to that point? So it was mm -hmm. just being inspired by people that seem to live a fearless life. And at the end of the day, I realized it's not that they're fearless. They just they decide they're going to do it. The risk is worth the reward at the end of it. They don't want to have regrets. And we have that choice to make. Nobody can make that choice for us, but success leaves clues. And people, if you're willing to be humble enough, I found out a lot of these people are more than happy to share this content. Look at you. Like you're on this podcast, you're doing this, and you're giving out free content because you see the fruit behind overcoming fear. And that's that it can be fuel to propel you forward to doing like so many different things you never thought were possible. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, and, and, and I'm glad you're doing that same thing too, because, and, and when, so you talk about looking at other people, looking at models, looking at, looking at mentors, people who could help you get through that. What was, where were you finding that in your life at that time? Was, was that just something that came to you? Was you, were you just attracted to it? What, what drew you to it? Honestly, it, it kind of came to me when I was, when I was younger, uh, I didn't, I didn't see it fully modeled within my family because, you know, mm -hmm. Hey, everyone, everyone's family is different. There may be good qualities, bad qualities, and I'm not knocking my family, but there were, everyone has a certain calling in their life and your family's calling may be different than your calling. So like my dad is not the guy who's going to be out in the water surfing. He, he you know, he's, he, he knows he grew up in the, the era of Jaws and that's just the way it yeah. is. You know? Like, but for me, I want to be out there and enjoying life. And, and I kind of grew up with that same covering of being afraid of these things. And, you know, Hey, you know, but it took me seeing somebody outside of my family to see, wow, there's, there's people who think nothing of jumping in the water and doing certain things. So, um, it, it involved, it just kind of happened on its own. You know, you can't, mm -hmm. I, I knew that you, you can't stay in your shell. And, uh, but once you're out and about, you end up meeting people that will inspire you. So it just kind of came up, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, there's accidents are, you know, happy accidents are, are great, but you know, just, you have to be available and open to see those things. So you see, you're seeing those, those opportunities to meet the right people. And, um, and, 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 and you had, you, you mentioned you a little bit, you had a sense of fear that was showing up in your life. How was that showing up in, in when you were younger that, uh, that you had to get over? Oh yeah. I, I had tons of fear. Um, I would say 
growing up, the two fears that I had very commonly show up was the fear of, well, I would say I didn't feel like my voice mattered mm-hmm. uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, words that were spoken over me, um, friends even, I mean, your friends and family, those words resonate the most with you. And here's the thing. Yeah. They loved me. They wanted the best for me. But yet, sometimes there can be truths that are in jokes that they may not mean to to come off the way they do. But for example, I know uh, sometimes I, I just wanted attention, you know, so I was talking a lot. And sometimes when you talk a lot, you may not say the best things at the right time. And some people can say, hey, what are you stupid? Or hey, shut up, you know, and, and it makes you feel mm-hmm. like, all right, well, this I never talk at the right time, or I'm kind of annoying. And why could you, why would you think that way? Why would you say that? I'm just like this energetic kid. Sometimes people would even say, Hey, you know, they would joke about my looks and they would say, Oh, it's a good thing. He's uh, good looking. Cause he's not too bright. And I just, y- y- it's a joke, but then you start thinking, wow, well, you know, maybe that is true. People complimented me on my eye color, but then they would make jokes like that. And then also I would have a list. So people would ask me to say my name. So I would say Justin and they'd they'd laugh. And I'm like, you know what? Like, maybe I ought to not speak as much. And then it translated Mm -hmm. into the fear because I feel like fear is a cancer. So if there's something wrong with me, then I internalized it into being the second fear, which was I was terrified to get too close to somebody. So I held my distance from people because I knew that eventually once they got to know me, they'd realize how stupid I was, how you know, how, you know, some of my problems that would make them really second guess our friendship. And it Mm -hmm. was just because I didn't realize, I I just believed a lot of these things. And, um, I didn't really know my value then. And, uh, it's, yeah, but that's, that was a legitimate fear growing up. Wow. That's, um, yeah. And that's, that's always hard. I mean, especially when you have people that love you, people that, you know, you love and, and they don't mean that and they don't have that ill intent, but we all have those kind of shadows of our past where we've been affected by things that people we love say to us. So, but then, and how did you, so what was the trigger point that, that helped you to kind of, or was there one trigger point? Was it gradual? How did you get, start to rise above it and come into this person that you are now? Yeah. So I, the, the thing that resonates for me, one of my core values, very similar to yours, flow over fear, it's faith over fear. And for me, I know that people are going to make mistakes. People Mm -hmm. will always inevitably let you down. But it started through mentorship and seeing that there were people that can get put in my life, whether by me seeking it or it just happens. That was the first time I had that thing happen where it's just somebody saw potential in me, started speaking words of life and encouragement into me, asking me, questioning me, what do you want to do in life? Where do you want to go? What's holding you back? And I'm like, wow, I never even thought of these things. So it was cool to be poured into. But then, um, I, so I, I got to see growth through mentorship. But but during that time, I started my own walk with God and, 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 and my faith journey. And then realized, as that was growing, I realized that people in my life around me that care about me, they can fail, they can mess up, they can get things wrong. So I even was in a situation where the person who was pouring into me, my mentor, it eventually became like dysfunctional and there was like some guilt manipulation. And I was just at a point where I'm like, you know what, this is like, this is not good. Does that mean it's all bad? No, but I do need to know that, hey, they're, they're in life. I need to have boundaries. I need to know my own values. And then eventually realize that, 
people will always let you down, but my faith in God and his love for me will never fail. And that's a true representation of unconditional love that I try to emulate around those, uh, the people around me. So like I give and do everything as if I'm doing it to God and knowing he's going to take care of things. He's going to take care of vengeance. He's going to take care of allowing me to have peace to move on. He's going to take care of when I mess up, he's going to make it right. Cause he knows that, Hey, I'm made perfectly imperfect and that's okay with him, but not have that same standard with other people. So it was getting away from the mentorship and realizing that God's my ultimate authority, but also to use people around me, um, you know, get, gain their wisdom, but not make that my, my main source of, uh, of, of mentorship. Right. Right. So, so the, uh, so, so you found faith and, and that faith really turned into this action of, of how you, how you live with people around you. Am I understanding or how you, uh, how you, uh, internalize and, and, and see the world. How, how is that showing up in your life today? Well, man, I'll tell you, um, it definitely showed up when I overcame one of my greatest fears, which is the fear of sharks. So I'll, you know, <laughs> I got to hear up, this story. What's that? <laughs> I got to hear this story. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, everyone grows up with, you know, the fear of the unknown and especially yeah. jaws, but, um, I'll preface the story Well, I'll get into it, but I'll say this, there will be a time in your life that you get approached with overcoming something in your life and all the self-help books in the world aren't going to really help you. You know, you, you have mm-hmm. to walk through it. You may not have your mentor, your, your, your hype man next to you. Your, you know, your, your faith is going to be testing that fear. What do you believe in? Whatever you believe more in is going to, is going to win. So for me, I'm like, all right, I have this fear of sharks. And I also believe that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. How do, how do both exist? One has to win here. What am I going to do? And, and as I was navigating through that, I would get little baby steps toward getting in the water, maybe swimming out five feet. Or if a fish jumps on me, you know, or hits my leg, I, I don't have to freak out. It's not a shark. So I was going through that process, baby steps over 10 years. And then finally, one day, this was about nine years ago, I, I, I just, I had it. And I, I just, I had this little, every time I jump in the water, I would do something, maybe it's skiing or, uh, or wakeboarding. And I would still hear the music, you know, Jaws. And I was like, you know what, forget this. Like I, I, I want to overcome this once and for all. And I just had such a peace in my heart, man, in my, in my soul that God was going to help me through that. But I had to be willing to face the thing I was most afraid of. And here's what it, here's how it turned out. I, I, I immediately knew if I was going to overcome something, I needed to face it. And the worst thing I could think of, and this is something I just want to just preface. It's not something I'm saying there's going to be your door to unlocking your fear. But for me, it involved jumping off my dock at midnight. I was living on the water in Boca Ciega Bay in in Tampa Bay, Florida. And I had to, the worst thing I could think of was to jump off my dock at midnight, swim across the canal and swim back and do it by myself. And Mm -hmm. that to me was like a death sentence. Um, uh, I've been boating in that water. You know, everyone knows that there are sharks there. Uh, in fact, 10 years prior to this, there was a man who jumped off his dock in the daytime and he jumped on a bull shark and died. Oh, wow. Tampa Bay people know that story. Uh, but then again, these are rare occurrences. Mine's probably going to be more favorable to die because I'm jumping at midnight and doing it by myself. But I knew for a fact, if I were to survive doing that, I would have trusted God with the most 
sacred part of my life, my life, you know? And I just had a piece that if I did that and put that to the test, if I survived, I would have conquered it. So I jumped up, long story short, jumped off my dock, swam to the other side. On the other side, as I was gaining enough courage to swim back, which was terrifying because I knew because I swam there, every shark in the world heard that splash and they're probably investigating. As I was building up enough courage to swim back, I stepped on uh, some, you know, sea oyster, you know, like barnacles and I cut my foot and I know that, you know, like, hey, blood in the water is not going to help anything. I was very tempted to get out of the water and walk back to my house, but I knew that was my de- my destination. So as I was swimming back, it was the most terrifying thing in the world because I've never been in a situation that I put my life on the line where there was no way to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. I was at the halfway point, so physically, emotionally exhausted. I can't just say, okay, I quit. I'm done. I just had to persist. And I was praying under my breath and saying, God, please help me because if a shark hits me, I don't have enough strength to defend myself. Got to the other side. God blessed me with bioluminescence all around me. Can't make that stuff up. It was glowing. Got out of the water. And the two lessons I learned was this. First of all, after I accomplished this this fear, my greatest fear, I started asking myself, man, what does it look like to to live a fearless life? This is amazing. And here's the thing. When you conquer something, I do believe that there's good and evil in the world. And evil will always try to fight you. Even if you've conquered something, it'll try to remind you of something from the past. So I was reminded by this evil through a thought. In my mind, my thought was, oh my gosh, if I were to do that again, I could be totally honest with myself. It would be just as freaky, if not freakier. Then something inside me, and I believe that's the Holy Spirit, man, spoke up inside me. And I didn't even, I didn't even like, it just, it happened. God was confirming that it meant more to do something, do something afraid, but be willing to do it than to do it totally fearless. So it took more boldness to trust God in that situation. And I truly got to experience what it's like for God to be strong in my weakness. And I've never experienced that before because I felt like I had to have it together. I had to do it on my own. But I know for a fact, it was a, it was a, a point in my life where I gave it up to God and I said, God, you take the reins. It's in your hands. I don't know if I have enough strength, but it's between you, me and the elements. I'm, I'm trusting you. And I fully trusted my life on the line. And I got to see that I survived and I did it. And the thing I learned is I'm going to parallel that principle to anything I do in life. So what I take from that, what I would encourage people with in that story, it's not that you overcome, have to overcome sharks, but if there's something that terrifies you and you have a relationship with God or a conviction to do something, you know, for me, it's my faith in God that that was solid. But I knew that if there's a conviction in my heart for him to tell me to do something, I want to know that I'm willing to do it, even in the midst of fear. And that was my commitment from that day forward that I was willing to do it. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so that that's that's an incredible story, because it, it sounds like you know, the way that you looked at what, what you said was your, your worst fear. That was your biggest fear. Oh yeah, fear, that was a right? big one. Yeah. So, so you, you took that and you basically just did, I mean, you did a literal swan dive over that fear and just, and, and just went after it like in one foul swoop. And not only that, you went across the lake or the, or, or the, uh, canal. Uh, the, the canal and you, and you came back. It reminds me of that story from, uh, it reminds me of dances with wolves. I remember, Kevin Costner's character at the beginning of the movie, like he rides his horse across the battlefield with everybody on the enemy side shooting at him. And, you know, he, he gets to the other side 
And I don't remember the context of this, but I remember that the enemy was like, no, come back, come back. So he actually goes back again and like braves the, the bullets firing and all that stuff, makes it to the other side. And, and anyway, it was just, it was an interesting thing, but, but that, that, you know, that, that, that kind of, uh, approach to overcoming fear where you're just going to go after the biggest fear that could be off putting to some people. How would, so it, it, do you recommend that approach to look at, uh, to how people look at fear or, or is there a happy medium? How do, how do we, how do we look at fear? You know, if we're, if we're battling our worst fear. Yeah, I would say that took me about 10 years to get to that point because uh. prior to that, I was challenged to overcome that fear just to enjoy life more. Like, Hey, if you want to ride waves, if you want to surf, if you want to go scuba diving one day, uh, swim and snorkel around a reef, you need to start taking these baby steps. So I started uh, surrounding myself. I, I was open with my fear with a friend and said, hey, man, I'm terrified of this. You're obviously not. What do, yeah. What are the facts? And and here's the thing. If you ask a surfer why they're surfing, they will tell you the facts. In fact, they're probably more qualified to tell you the facts of sharks than you are if you're afraid because they're out there day in and day out. There's risks and everything. But if you want to live a life where you're, you're snorkeling and, you know, yeah, at least to experience it, some, some in your, you know, at some point in your life, ask those people what they do, what their mindset is like, and be willing to take some steps with them, even if it's the smallest thing. But I do believe if you bring that up in prayer as well, like say, God, please help me. I want to have freedom. The goal is not to be fearless. The goal is to have freedom to do what you want to do and to know that that can help unlock other people from other things. Here's the thing. If, if you're, ki- if you're afraid of sharks and your kid fell in the water like you wouldn't even think twice about it. You would just go in there right. and grab them out because there's that love. It just conquers fear. I think perfect love casts out all fear, man. But when it's for yourself, when it's inside yourself, you, you start to second guess it. You're emotionally attached to limiting beliefs and all sorts of things. But uh, I would just say, um, get outside yourself, start asking people who have a different mindset than you and trust that what they're doing, as long as they're as long as they're qualified to, to give you advice in that area, start listening to them and see what they have to say. Be open to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Perfect love casts out all fear. That's I, and I, and, and, um, and yeah, that experience is, is really helpful because, you know, I, I remember first, you know, kind of starting my swim journey in triathlon and I was afraid the same thing. I was swimming in the shark infested waters of Corona Del Mar in California, dressing up like a sea lion, you know, yes. in my wetsuit and all this. And I'm like, yeah, this is frightening, but you know, yeah, you just, yeah, I mean, at, at some point, especially with that kind of fear, you have to just do it. You have to get in with the fear and, and do it. And, you know, eventually it's, it's just, uh, you know, and then you come out and you have that epiphany moment. And, and I love your epiphany that your epiphany with fear happened at that, uh, as you got out of the water and, and saw the bioluminescence around you. Um, now did that kind of start your journey of, 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 of chasing fear, of looking for opportunities to embrace it? Um, I think it started just before that. Um, yeah. I would say several years before that, when I started, uh, when I had the desire to do a backflip, I saw one kid in seventh grade do a backflip off a tree. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be amazing to do that one day, but too bad. That's not going to be me. Maybe one day in yeah. heaven or, you know, I don't know, maybe in a, in, in a, in an apparatus where I can do a flip but that's just not me. And then one day somebody saw potential in me, nothing that I saw in myself, but I just had that desire. And I think a lot of us have dreams and desires that we let die, but somebody can spark them up again. 
So it was sparked up again. And somebody asked me about something. And I said, man, I'd love to do a backflip. Well, let me spot you. I'm like, how does that work? And I'm like, well, you can't do it. But he had the faith that I could do it. It took me two years. It took me so long, longer than most people can learn how to do something like this. I was afraid of falling on my head. But I'm telling you, that was the catalyst. Once I was able to fully learn how to do a backflip, to this day, people know me as the backflip and handstand guy. I just backflip whenever I want because it's just a representation of how I've overcome that, that fear and it flipped the script on something I thought I could never do. And it's such a joy to be able to know I can do that. Um, so I, that was the, so it's fear can be a cancer or it can be a catalyst to fueling other things. So I would say from that, I was like, all right, well, I'm eventually going to overcome my fear of sharks. Eventually I'm going to be confident and asking a woman out on a date, not fear the rejection. Um, I I'm going to eventually just realize that the sky's the limit. You know, I, I can do anything. Maybe I could be the man that sets the standard for my future children. I don't know, but I just, I know I never want to be limited by living a complacent life or just a very comfortable life. Yeah, I am with you. And, and so that, so it took you two years to learn the backflip yep. was, was most of that two years just kind of overcoming the fear of, of landing on your head or, or was it the physiology of it? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, it was, I, I, the person who would spot me, they, they didn't yeah. live in town. So every time they'd be in town, it would take me a long time. I would need their, their hand there. And I would overthink so much. I would think that I'd fall on my head. I, I just had this root of fear that knowing what I know now, I could get into that first because I had the physical potential to do it, but I was so in my head and thinking of a million things. But with the coach, I stopped getting in my head and I just listened. All right, do that. Okay, I'll do whatever you say. And then when they left, I would eventually get out, get in my head, and then practice for literally outside for an hour, trying to see if I can do it, and then eventually have to do it, not fully commit. I learned that I wasn't fully committing. I was allowing fear to creep in instead of acting on it right away. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, one of my favorite books, I mean, there's tons, but like The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, you know, the little things you do consistently. And I didn't have that consistent at that time. You'd come in town, learn a little bit, and then it would I'd, it'd go away. And then I'd feel defeated, yeah. like, oh man. So if I just stayed committed to doing that every single day until it became a second habit, you know, you know, or, or just find somebody else who can transition into being my spotter, I was just too complacent, too comfortable with things, man. It's, uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen now I've seen videos of you just doing this backflip like it's second nature and you're catching so much air and it's so amazing. It's so it's clearly become a natural to you. Now my question is, is can a 43-year-old with, you know, decent health, you know, decent health and and fitness learn to do a backflip asking for a friend? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your friend that that it is 100 percent possible. And, you know, I've actually had this request a million times from a friend, you know, sure. friend or friend, but that I should teach a course on helping people how to do that because people would love to do that. And there's something yeah. priceless about being able to do that. I personally learned on the beach on a decline. You would have to mm -hmm. jump so little off the ground to actually fall on your head. So with that being said, as long as you have good explosive energy and you could jump high, you're, you should be able to do a backflip as long as you're able to to run well, you can sprint good, you've got explosive energy, you should be able to do it. The first thing I would do is walk you through just your head knowledge. Like, hey, 
can you do this? What's your biggest fear? Be honest with me. And then walk through, you know, the, the, the fundamentals of what you need to do. And then yeah. just practicing it, knowing when you have a coach, the worst thing that can happen is you jump up and just go limp and go blank, which happens every now and then. But when that happens and you're up in the air, it's very easy for the spotter to just lift your legs over. But here's the thing. Right. You have to trust your life in somebody else's hands. But if you're a control freak, it's going to be harder for you to let go of that. Whereas I just got back from ice climbing in the upper peninsula of Michigan. I'm literally walking back just on a line that somebody can just let go and I'm done. But I trusted him in my hands, my, my life in his hands. And I was able to walk confidently back and fully enjoy one of the most beautiful things ever, walking down a frozen waterfall with seeing water at some points just flowing through this frozen thing, looking back, looking at Lake Superior, chunks of ice. I've got my ice axes and I'm like, wow, God, this is like what life is about and got to climb my, well, my, myself out of there. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I, um, and I love that attitude and 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 the thanking of God when you're when you're in those moments of like I've done this, I've I've embraced fear, and it's and it's and it feels like it's it's it, it's certainly bigger than me. This is a God thing, and and being able to climb down a waterfall, a frozen waterfall, I I believe that adventure is the antidote to fear. Oh Are, yeah, do you, does that kind of resonate with you, <laughs> dude? It's one of my core values. Like I, yeah. I truly believe that extreme adventures that challenge me mentally, physically, and spiritually help me become a better man. They just, yeah. there's something inside of me that helps me, it, it helps combat the limiting beliefs, the, the core limiting beliefs of like, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm not valued, I'm not loved. And when I do these hard things, when I go through a cold plunge, when I do the thing that, oh, I just am too tired to do, or I'm not brave enough to do that, I can't approach this person. Who am I to speak on this podcast? Or why am I this person of authority to speak on this issue? When you do those things, you remind yourself, hey, you have what it takes. And you know what? The cool thing is, I know God's with me, man. And one of my things I do in the morning, almost every morning, is go through my core values. They're like a constellation in life. Helps keep me yeah. set on a path. I also go through what my mission is, what my purpose is. And then I go through all my empowering beliefs. It's I, I have that as far as like as my morning routine because when I do that, I'm already starting out of the gate speaking words of life into my into my situation rather than all the negative things that inevitably get compounded throughout the day. I want to start tipping that scale from all these lies that stack up in my mind mm -hmm. and start speaking these things that have more power. If you're, if you're, if the power of the tongue has life or death, I want to start exercising that. I want to start saying, Hey man, I don't remember your name right now, but I'm going to say it three times now that I've met you. So Adam, okay. That's your name, Adam. Okay. Perfect. I used to be bad at names, but now I'm better at it. Cause I'm working at it. Cause if I say your name three times, I'm going to eventually conquer this thing instead of, Oh, I suck at names. It's like, there's no yeah. hope. Right, right, right. You're reinforcing it. You're reinforcing yes. it. So I'm so I'm so glad you went in that in that area of what your routines are. Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you've been listening for a while, you know how important community and mentorship is to living a life of abundance above your fears. If you want to connect with me, hear about new offerings, episodes, and strategies to live with conviction, courage, and clarity, then sign up for my newsletter now. It's a way to stay connected to me outside of social media and bring a little empowerment to your inbox and maybe a few dad jokes here and there. Sign up now at adamcliffordhill.com. Now back to the show. Yeah, so it, it's tough. Honestly, there's a price to everything, a price yeah. to everything. And I didn't, I didn't just have 
I didn't just come up with this stuff on my own. Um, I didn't always have this routine. Um, there are people that are going to come in your life for a specific season and, and you're going to feel a tug on your heart, um, in your gut. That's going to tell you, I need to learn from this person. I need to grow in this area. I better listen up. I better invest in this. I would Mm. encourage you to listen to that. There are certain times in life that you need to act on things and you can say, Oh, I don't have the money. I don't, sometimes you have to pay the price. Sometimes it can be as cheap as paying the price for somebody's book to be around that person that you'd like to be mentored by. Sometimes it's a program. I actually invested in a program recently that literally went through all of the core values, beliefs, big main goals, you know, reverse engineering, what are the things you can control in your environment, the people you're around, rewards, consequences, things that I thought we all knew, but I never really dug into it and set up an accountability system that literally would force me each week to look at this stuff that I thought, man, I don't have time to do this. Well, if I don't, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So I knew that I was failing in so many areas of my life. And I was like, wait a minute, this is coming from somebody who I've looked up to. They've got, they've got strength. They've got integrity. They've got discipline and they're obedient. And, and literally I had an opportunity and I thought, you know what? I have to invest in this program. And Mm -hmm. I just learned ways to, um, find out my core values and, Core values are things that, and, and beliefs are things that you find to be true no matter what. Like, it's just in your core, they will never change. It's not, now, if it's something that you believe now and it'll change after you get married, it, that's not a core value. But like, um, I even have a few here, like freedom over fear. You know, that's a core value. Also yeah. like influencing God's kingdom. I know that I can have an influence for God's kingdom. That's important to me. Another thing is feeling love every day. There's not a day, I don't know, I don't care how bad of a day I have, it doesn't mean that I'm not deserving of love, whether it's from my peers or from God. Another thing is I believe that there's power in the team over self. I function better with a team than I do by myself. It's just, I know it. Not to mean that I can't do things by myself, but I just, I've learned that there's something to it. I'm meant to work with a team. The last thing I have here is consistent growth. If I have consistent growth in my life, things will change. I will grow. I will become a better person. And uh, those are just some of my core values that I just have. And I can write them down to, to, to elaborate on them more, but those are just the words I speak over myself and I'll put the pieces together. I love that. That's such a, those, and, and I share a lot of the values that, that you have there. It's so important to, to articulate and know what, what your core values and your definition is great. Just find the, the things that you find to be true, no matter what they can't be shaken. Yep. Um, uh, so, so, so good. Um, and so I want to kind of shift, switch gears into how you got into the American Ninja Warrior, uh, thing. So, so you learned to do a backflip and you decided, Hey, I'm going to sign up for American Ninja Warrior. Is that how it went or no? How did, how did you get there? Oh yeah. Yeah. Great question. So I learned how to do backflips in, uh, my mid to late teens and, yeah. uh, and that, I just became this like junkie when it came to doing things outside the box, thinking creatively when it came to workouts and climbing things, uh, as I started overcoming my fears, building more confidence, I, it just became a thing that was natural to me in my, in my late teens, to early twenties. And then it was late in my career. I was 30 years old. Um, when I just, well, actually throughout my mid twenties, people are like, man, you should be, you should audition for Ninja Warrior. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't have time for that. Like I, it was not even an important thing to me, but I naturally did things that, that were just outside the norm. And also I was a a licensed massage therapist and I have been for nearly 20 Mm -hmm. years. So 
behind the scenes, I didn't know it, but I was cultivating a gift with developing a strong grip. So mm. I was oh, just wow. in my I was just in my zone of doing those those things. And then one day somebody's like, "Hey, auditions are ending in two weeks. Why don't you submit?" And I'm like, "All right, fine, I'll audition." You know, finally I'll audition. And they have over a hundred thousand. This was several years ago. Over a hundred thousand people competing to be on this show. And then I got I was one of the people that was selected my first time that ends up being less than a half percentage of people that they select to be on the show. Wow. And then even far less percentage of people that actually get aired. And it is just a whole thing. And I was just honored to have that opportunity to be on the show, compete for a couple seasons, meet some friends that I, I'm still friends with today. And even though I'm not competing currently right now, because I feel like I'm in a season of really just pouring into kind of like yourself, I want to share from stages, speak more, develop a course on helping people overcome fear and doing this fear hunter show and, and breaking the chains of, of rejection and fear and, and self-sabotage. Um, it's still a part of who I am, but it's not my identity, but it's still yeah. just a great platform that just kind of honestly came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's 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 a piece of the whole, but it's an exciting piece, and and I, I love the little I, I love the little elements that that you find out about that 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 you would have never thought about. Like, I'm a massage therapist, so my grip is really strong, so that actually helped you. That's an incredible like I I, I just you never think about that. And um, that wasn't my goal yeah. for being on Ninja Warrior, but literally, right? <laughs> I, I could recruit probably some amazing Ninja Warriors if I went not only the rock climbing gym, but especially massage therapists. I was at that time, yeah. I was doing 20, 25 clients a week. I was a deep tissue specialist. I started my own business at 18, but like, oh my goodness, imagine, and most of my clients were hour and a half sessions. Imagine every week getting at least 30 hours of, of training, 30 hours of yeah. training with my grip strength every week, in addition <laughs> to working out. That right. makes up for exceptional grip strength. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and by the way, with, I, I have to share this too. You're, you're the name of your massage therapy company. Cause I love it. I'm a big fan of puns. Uh, just wait, it's just in, uh, just incredible. Just right? incredible massage. Yes. So always, always support your pun based businesses. Everybody. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank <laughs> so you so great. much, man. Yeah. Are you, st so are you still operating as a massage therapist today? Yeah, or do you I still actually am. I still keep that yeah. license active. I work on a lot of uh, celebrities, VIP clients, athletes, uh, high-end executives. So I only have about time once a week to work on these clients, but, uh, but yeah, so I still have that as a, as a title. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I've heard, I've heard, you know, I've, I've read up on that and it's, you have, you have a very highly reputable business there. It's an, it's incredible. Thank and you. So check Thank it you. out if you can. Um, and that, so, um, so kind of getting into what's what's next for you, what you're working on now. You're working on this Fear Hunter show, and this is exciting because, I mean, you're 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 working down a path of helping people through your own experience, and through your own experiences and 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 knowledge and expertise of of bringing your talents to you know the world stage, helping people to rise above fear. And this is an incredible story because it's coming full full circle. You mentioned. You know, you had a speech impediment, you know, you had these fears. Now you're doing something. I mean, you've been doing something that people fear a lot of, which is speaking on stage, talking and and, and turning that into a career. Um, that's incredible. Um, so I just wanted to give you a shout out for that. But can you tell us about the Fear Hunter show and, and, and kind of where you're going with that? Well, man, I'll just, there are a couple of things just got highlighted that I'll just mention briefly before getting in that. Man, 
God's got a plan for you that supersedes like all of the things that you can think of on your own, man. And like, yeah. I, here's the thing. I was one of those rare ninja warriors who made it to city finals and, and I was, my, my run was never aired. And I thought, oh, that sucks, you know, but I didn't know that that would be an even more inspiring story to other people say, Hey, my run was never aired. I was in the top 10. I mean, I competed nationally, you know, and it's like, but yet it wasn't aired. Does that discredit what I achieved and what I went through? No, but here's the other thing. I also had one of my greatest stages from just being myself. I, I went to Haiti. I, I got called to do a Ninja Warrior training camp in, uh, in, in, in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, with a few other Ninja Warriors, demonstrating God's love through athletics. Mm-hmm. Did it. And these were like some amazing Ninja Warriors, some of the top Ninja Warriors. And then there's like me. I'm just there. And, you know, I was good, but not like them. I was just there with them. And here's the thing. Out of all the Ninja Warriors that they had access to, they asked me. They asked me to go on stage at a big festival in Michigan and share my experience. This stage was of 20,000 people. Largest stage of Erspoia. Wow. And, and there were so many things that like, if I want to get into speaking, people dream of being able to speak on stages like that. And it was just handed my way. So I'm just saying, if you just stay in your lane, stay true to your convictions, things will just work out. I, I, I guarantee you. And mm. I was actually, and here's the thing. God will work all things together for good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So if you align yourself up with God and and know that his love is for you and you love him, you're going to start following that flow. And for me, it's been very important. Like I honestly, I've made a mistake. Several months ago, I wanted to pursue this credible massage coaching business, helping therapists be able to do as well as I have. Then all of a sudden, something just right when I was about to launch it, something I pulled out from underneath me got totally stripped. And I, I had a conversation with God and God was like, I don't, it was, it was in my heart. It wasn't like I heard his voice, but it was like, I know you settled for that number two thing to focus on just the money aspect. But if you were truly honest with yourself, that list of 10 things you wanted to do, the fear hunter mm-hmm. was that number one. And I said, all mm-hmm. right, God, I don't have everything all figured out. I don't have the unlimited budget. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I am going to trust you. And I've seen God move in some incredible ways, but like, I've shot two episodes so far, still working out all the editing, getting the right team involved, marketing. I, I don't have it all together. I wish I could say I did, but I believe God's testing me with my stewardship of what I do have and my my commitment to be able to push forward so that I can one day be, be a, a man of authority and influence to say, hey, I know what it's like. We're going to pivot through this. But just to give you a little highlight of my last episode and how this is my element I didn't know what I was going to do it on, but I knew it would unravel. I started interviewing people in the mall. What do you think of fear? Do you have a greatest fear? Talking talking to uh, fathers and sons and mannequins and dogs and just making it fun. And then eventually found this man who said, I, I don't really fear anything. And, you know, what about girls? And he's like, no, man. And, you know, like, what about getting girls numbers? No, man, they got to give me their number. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> and then this woman, I said, do you agree with that? She goes, no way. I said, here's a challenge. I'm on a mission to help people. I'm on a mission to help people overcome fear, especially this fear of rejection. And I've got a challenge for you. This is the Fear Hunter Show. There's a cash prize to this. But your challenge is to get rejected by asking women for their phone numbers. If you can get rejected 10 times, you win the challenge. And I, just as a way of saying, I care about you, I love you, and I can empathize with you. I'm going to go through the exact same thing and get rejected 10 times because nobody likes that. The transformation from this guy saying no way to like, wow, he started encouraging other people to say, 
this was tough, but what I learned was more valuable than the cash prize. A, you encourage other people to say, just get over it. You got to do this. Rejection is part of life. And to go and celebrate the journey of failures, to go for the no was like amazing. So I want to have different themes. And, and that's what I'm doing. I don't have, like I said, it's not all figured out, but I'm just showing up and doing it and doing my best. And I'm having a blast and I'm seeing people's lives transformed. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where where, where can people look, watch watch Fear Hunter when it comes out? When does it come out? How where where can they find it? So I'm going to be releasing that on YouTube. Uh, I'm probably going to have that attached to my personal channel. But if you want to find out about it, uh, I would say right now just be, stay tuned on my personal Instagram account, Justin Mena Official. That's where I'll release that. But um, but I'm I'm just working on that process right now. I wish I could say, Hey, here's the QR code. Here's the YouTube channel, but it's not there yet. But Hey, let's just enjoy the journey. I just had somebody uh, that I interviewed a couple days ago, his dad and his uncle died at the same age I'm at right now. Like, and and another uncle passed away when he was right at retirement age. So we are both determined to enjoy the journey and know that, Hey, why don't we celebrate the failures? Because Winston Churchill said success if you truly want to go after success, it's stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. So yeah. I, I may not feel it, but I'm going to say, God, I know this is going to be a story for somebody one day, because if your story sucks right now, just know it's not done. It's at the most exciting point for somebody reading in from the future. They're going to be they're at that point. You guys are at that point. Just persevere. That's awesome. That's great, great advice. I, I love that. And um, and I, I know that you know this audience is going to want to keep up and and find out about that that show because it sounds incredible. And I can't wait to to watch it when it comes out. Um, and what as far as you know, fear is concerned. More of the uh, uh, you know more of an open ended question is 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 you know is is fear should we strive to be fearless? So um, I. Here, here was my motto that got me on Ninja Warrior. Like they asked me for my ninja name and I just had this motto, love God, yeah. live fearless. My love for God has allowed me to live a fearless life. It doesn't mean that I'm without fear. I'm not fearless. I'm in the, in, in, in the midst of fear, I'm like fear with. I'm with that fear and I just have the courage and conviction to say, I'm just gonna show up. As long mm-hmm. as I'm committed to showing up or at least make a baby step toward that, I am living a fearless life in that moment. And that is, that's, that's the definition of being fearless, being able to show up in the midst of that fear. Um, but not as a pride thing, but saying, God, I just want to be able to say yes to freedom, say yes to saying I'm loved, I'm valued, I am enough. And that's my, that's my heart behind, uh, behind being fearless to not be, uh, to not be held back from really your full potential. Yeah. So I, I heard that, uh, uh, freedom is one of your core values, oh, obviously. Yeah. So do you feel that that's, that's the, that's the result of being able to embrace or rise above your fears? Yeah, that's my goal because, yeah. uh, think about it. If you think of so many other things in life of, you know, what, like ask yourself, what do you want to do in the world? What do you want to do in life? I want to be an actor. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, what if you get to that? What are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? Well, I'll do this and I'll empire, inspire the world. And what if you have all the money in the world? What are you going to do next? Well, maybe I'll start a charity. Well, what's, I, it could be anything. I'm like, well, what? really, at the end of the day, we're meant to live life, to be free, to enjoy it, share it with other people, enhance their life. And I want to experience that to the, to, to the fullest. And uh, in fact, one of the things that I 
I love doing like on a day off, like my happy place, something that place that I love to go is I love to just get lost, go to a place I've never been to before and just start walking, go for a hike. One place I love going to um, is like Laguna Beach and and just exploring the beaches there. I ended up finding a cave near the that little castle areas like Victoria Beach. I started heading north and I around this this rock, I found this cave that went deep inside and I don't know. And then later on, I just treated myself to staying at the montage and just having dinner there. And I, I'm sharing all that because like a lot of times the, 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 the best moments for me are when I go someplace I've never been to before. And I'm like asking myself, where do you want to go next? Where do you want to go? What do you want to treat yourself to? And not have to report back to anybody. It's okay. And I feel like every time I maybe ask God, Hey God, where do you want me to go? He won't say anything. He's just like, you choose, you pick one. You know, I, want, right. I gave you the choice. Don't ask me. Like, I want you to enjoy life. So I, I think my happy place will be just freedom, uh, exploring. Uh, but I will say one place to describe a happy place that I really want to go to this year, God willing, I would love to go to Norway. Like one of those places where you see fjords. I don't have it all figured out, but I would love to go there, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's that's on my bucket list too. Such a it seems like such a beautiful country. So cold, so much, you know, so much cold immersion that you could do there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so amazing. So amazing. Well, um, yeah, how how about uh um uh, and so you kind of yeah, you touched on your happy place. I love that that you know, it's just being able to have be freedom and to to go and not really know what's next. And, uh, so if you were to go back and tell that, you know, tell, tell young, younger you who was experiencing that fear, um, if you could tell them one thing, what would, what would that be? I would say I would get into, I would ask him, what do you really want to do in life? Like, what's your purpose until I find, until I can walk him through something that sounds solid, you yeah. know? So I, I'd, I'd encourage him to surround himself with people he looks up to and, 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 and have them question what he really wants to do and to surround himself with people who are doing that and to be in an environment where he's consistently encouraged to grow and, and to get rejected. That for me would be the best thing. If you can be encouraged to get rejected, man, I'd be a different man today. I'd be so yeah. different because what I realized, and I'll share this one thing that I realized with dating was I used to think I had a fear of hurting somebody. I used to fear, oh, well, if I don't like her, I'm going to have to hurt her feelings and let her know I it's not meant to be. And I, I don't like rejection. So I, I don't want to reject her. And, and then I realized it was all wrong. That was just a facade. The deeper thing behind that is I had a fear of valuing myself enough mm. to be able to say, hey, you are worth, you are enough. You deserve to have intimacy. You, you're, you're, you're meant for relationship. You need to go out there and know your value to know you can explore, you can honor that person and know that if it doesn't work out, what if you guys are just meant to be in each other's lives, to sharpen each other, treat each other with respect, have certain boundaries so that if it doesn't work out, you're still honoring each other and honoring each other's future spouse. So I take that mm -hmm. into consideration ahead of time and let them know just the way that God loves both of us. I want to be able to honor both of us in that way. And if it is a no, hey, I know that they deserve somebody that is, they deserve somebody who wants to pursue them and love them more than what I can do. And they deserve mm -hmm. that. So that, so that, and you have to be willing to get rejected. So I, I wish I would have known that earlier and have been encouraged to defend myself, 
and also be able to speak up for myself and know that rejection is part of life and it has nothing to do with your character or your identity. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's powerful advice. And I know that a lot of people well into adulthood, including myself, you know, struggle with the rejection. You know, it's it's hard to get rejected. And even even now that gives me the heebie jeebies about going and like, you know, getting, you know, purposefully going out and getting rejected. How how uh in the moment is there any advice you have for dealing with rejection? Like how to, how how we can better deal with it and and not internalize it so powerfully. Oh man. Um I, one thing when I was having to ask 10 women for their phone numbers, which was awful, it was awful. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you because it's probably not going to make the episode, but <laughs> I'll just say this in a mall, you're going to have people who are like 17, 20 years old, older, all around. I'm not there to ask for people's numbers. I just had to get the number out. I needed to get t- rejected 10 times. I remember asking the first couple of girls that came up just like, whatever, they're like little young girls. And I was like, Hey, you know, like what, like, Hey, would you be opposed to me getting your number just to get a no, man? I got, they're like, well, how old are you? And then, and they're like, Oh my gosh. And they were just so young. They were, they were under 18 and I'm like, what? And people were under 18 look like they're older. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it made me feel like I'm a weirdo, What's, but it was like out of context. So I'm just right. sharing that with you because that made me get in my head thinking, Oh my goodness, I don't want to ask anybody who looks under 30 now. Like I don't, right. it was tough. And then, but still I had to go out there. What I, what I did for myself was cause I had to hit that number out of love for somebody else. I realized it was a greater reason for it. So I had to remind myself I'm doing this to honor somebody else and to stick to a commitment. And what I did was I just had a smile on my face and I wanted to honor them. Hey, how you doing? Hey, look, I know, state the obvious. Look, hey, I know this is out of the blue, but I just want to let you know, these are my feelings. Well, I didn't say that with them. I'm just like, hey, I was just nice about it. So if you're afraid of rejection, I would just say, hey, uh, you would regret not doing it. So might as well get used to getting those 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 no's. Honestly, I would just say take that challenge. I really yeah. I need to have a a list of challenges. I think I need to have a worksheet that will challenge people, including maybe ask if you're single, not if you're married, but if you're single. I think you should ask the opposite sex for their numbers and ask yeah. people that you're not even interested in, and you'll find that wow, I'm actually grateful to ask somebody that's my same age <laughs> that I'm attracted to for their number rather than the complete opposite. So mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if that answers your question, but just do it afraid, be respectful, know that you're there for a mission. There's a reason for it. You want to be a man or a woman of integrity, stick to that commitment. And then you'll actually find that it has less of a hold on you. That's why I did it. And actually I can guarantee you, like I wouldn't normally just ask a woman out, you know, ask for her number, but I can tell you, I'd be way more confident now because I, I, I know that they're going to be around my age. <laughs> like So, yeah. oh man. Yeah, well, I think that it does answer my question because in there, you know, you're basically, I think, I think what you're saying, uh, if I'm interpreting it correctly, is just, you know, A, acknowledge it's going to be uncomfortable. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's just going to be uncomfortable. And that's part of it is, is fear is going to be uncomfortable, but we should desire and, and embrace the discomfort and then just do it anyway. I, I love that. I mean, just it, be afraid, do it anyway. And, and, and you'll do it. It could be um, dangerous well, if we actually hung yeah. out some time. And, <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, what if we yeah. do this? Well, what if we did this too? <laughs> I, I will not be asking people for their phone number though. I'll tell you that. No, don't <laughs> no. do that. That would not be good. <laughs> 
Well, that's awesome. Well, Justin, thank you so much for joining today. I know that uh, you have a YouTube channel and uh, people can find you on Instagram at Justin Mina Official. And, um, and, uh, uh, and where else can people find you? What, what's, uh, where, where, where do you want people to go to get, get in touch with you? Well, I would just say if, if, if you want to follow the journey, Instagram is the best method for that. And honestly, I, I would challenge you if you're bold enough to, to have a problem right now that you don't know the solution to, I would encourage you to reach out to Adam or myself and just, just mention it. You don't know what could happen. You don't know what we're going to say. Mention something you're struggling with especially if you know it's coming from somebody who genuinely takes joy in wanting to help people overcome fear. So I, my challenge to you is don't sit with that fear today or say you'll deal with it one day. Do something today to actually at least plant the seed of knowing that you have a problem and you want just some some step forward to overcome that. Because I, I, I don't know what I have time for, but I know this. I don't care how busy I am in life. I will never be too busy that if I see somebody who genuinely needs help, I will reach out to them and figure something out. That's incredible. What what an incredible offer and and what an incredible man you are just doing what you're doing and, and living with purpose, passion, and with such, such conviction. Oh, thank you thank for doing you. what you're doing, my man. I, I I love it. I can't wait to see where this takes you. And I can't wait to see The Fear Hunter, which is coming soon. And uh, thank you for joining me, Justin. I appreciate you joining me here. And thank uh, thanks. Yeah, my pleasure. I, I was just going to say, I can't wait to support you and see you speaking from the stages and empowering people from all the knowledge you learn from people on these podcasts. So I can just see you skyrocketing from here because your heart has just a good, solid foundation, man. I, it's it's just an honor being here and, and seeing what you're doing as well. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. And uh, to everybody out there, thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Thanks again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do, and I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then. On Air Brand.